Hey, Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. And here we are on the eighth day of March, about to finish the book of Nehemiah in our Bible reading plan. I want to encourage you, if you can, to stop and open your Bible and read along. If you can't do that, no worries. I got you covered. I'm going to read it straight from the New International Version, starting today in Nehemiah chapter 11. Now the leaders of the people settled in Jerusalem. The rest of the people cast lots to bring one out of every ten of them to live in Jerusalem, the holy city, while the remaining nine were to stay in their own towns. The people commended all who volunteered to live in Jerusalem. These are the provincial leaders who settled in Jerusalem. Now some Israelites, priests, Levites, temple servants, and descendants of Solomon's servants lived in the towns of Judah, each on their own property in the various towns, while other people from both Judah and Benjamin lived in Jerusalem. From the descendants of Judah, Athiah, son of Uzziah, the son of Zechariah, the son of Amariah, the son of Shephatiah, the son of Mahalalel, a descendant of Perez, and Maaseiah, son of Baruch, the son of Kol Jose, the son of Haziah, the son of Adiah, the son of Jorarib, the son of Zechariah, the son of Shelah. The descendants of Perez, who lived in Jerusalem, totaled 468 men of standing. From the descendants of Benjamin, Salu, son of Meshulam, the son of Joed, the son of Pedaiah, the son of Koliah, the son of Maaseiah, the son of Ithiel, the son of Jeshaiah and his followers, Gabai and Salai, 928 men. Joel, son of Zikri, was their chief officer, and Judah, son of Hasanua, was over the new quarter of the city. From the priests, Jedaiah, the son of Joarib, Jachin, Saraiah, son of Hilkiah, the son of Meshulam, the son of Zadok, the son of Mariath, the son of Ahitub, the official in charge of the house of God, and their associates, who carried on work for the temple, 822 men. Adaiah, son of Jeroham, the son of Pelaliah, the son of Amzi, the son of Zechariah, the son of Pashur, the son of Malchiah, and his associates, who were heads of families, 242 men. Amashai, son of Azarel, the son of Azai, the son of Meshulamoth, the son of Emer, and his associates, who were men of standing, 128. Their chief officer was Zabdiel, son of Hagadolim. From the Levites, Shemaiah, son of Hashub, the son of Azrikim, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Buni, Shabbatai, and Josabad, two of the heads of the Levites, who had charge of the outside work of the house of God. Mataniah, son of Mekah, the son of Zabdi, the son of Asaph, the director who led in thanksgiving and prayer. Bakbukiah, second among his associates, and Abda, son of Shamua, the son of Galal, the son of Jaduthan. The Levites in the holy city totaled 284. The gatekeepers, Akub, Talmon, and their associates who kept watch at the gates, 172 men. The rest of the Israelites, with the priests and Levites, were in all the towns of Judah, each on their ancestral property. The temple servants lived on the hill of Ophel, and Ziha and Gishpah were in charge of them. 
The chief officers of the Levites in Jerusalem was Uzai, son of Bani, the son of Hashabiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Mekah. Uzi was one of Asaph's descendants, who were the musicians responsible for the service of the house of God. The musicians were under the king's orders, which regulated their daily activity. Pethahiah, son of Meshizabel, one of the descendants of Zerah, son of Judah, was the king's agent in all affairs relating to the people. As for the villages with their fields, some of the people of Judah lived in Kiriath Arba and its surrounding settlements, in Dibon and its settlements, in Jechebziel and its villages, in Jeshua, in Molada, in Beth Pelet, in Hazar Shual, in Beersheba and its settlements, in Ziklag, in Mechana and its settlements, in Enraman, in Zorah, in Jarmuth, Zanoah, Adulam and their villages, in Lachish and its fields, and in Azekah and its settlements. So they were living all the way from Beersheba to the valley of Hinnom. The descendants of the Benjamites from Geba lived in Michmash, Aijah, Bethel and its settlements, in Anathoth, Nob, Ananiah, in Hazer, Ramah, and Getaim, in Hadid, Zeboim, and Nebalot, in Lod and Ono, and in Giharashim. Some of the divisions of the Levites of Judah settled in Benjamin. Nehemiah chapter 12. These were the priests and Levites who returned with Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, and with Joshua, Saraiah, Jeremiah, Ezra, Amariah, Maluk, Hattush, Shechaniah, Rehum, Merimoth, Ido, Jenathan, Abijah, Mayamin, Moadiah, Bilga, Shemaiah, Joyarib, Jediah, Salu, Amok, Hilkiah, and Jedeiah. These were the leaders of the priests and their associates in the days of Joshua. The Levites were Joshua, Benui, Cadmiel, Sherebiah, Judah, and also Mataniah, who together with his associates was in charge of the songs of thanksgiving. Bakbakiah and Uni, their associates, stood opposite them in the services. Joshua was the father of Joachim, Joachim the father of Eliashib, Eliashib the father of Joiada, Joiada the father of Jonathan, and Jonathan the father of Jadua. In the days of Joachim, these were the heads of the priestly families. Of Saraiah's family, Meraiah. Of Jeremiah's, Hananiah. Of Ezra's, Meshulam. Of Amariah's, Jehohanan. Of Maluk's, Jonathan. Of Shechaniah's, Joseph. Of Haram's, Adna. Of Merimoth's, Halkiah. Of Ido's, Zechariah. Of Jenathan's, Meshulam. Of Abijah's, Zikri, of Miniamin's, and of Moadiah's, Piltai, of Bilgaz, Shamua, of Shimeiah's, Jehanathan, of Joyarib's, Matanai, of Jedeiah's, Uzi, of Salu's, Kalai, of Amok's, Eber, of Hilkiah's, Hashabiah, of Jedeiah's, Nathaniel, the family heads of the Levites in the days of Eliashib. Joiada, Johanan, and Jadua, as well as those of the priests, were recorded in the reign of Darius the Persian. The family heads among the descendants of Levi up to the time of Johanan, son of Eliashib, 
were recorded in the book of the annals. And the leaders of the Levites were Hashabiah, Sherebiah, Jeshua, son of Kadmiel, and the associates who stood opposite them to give praise and thanksgiving, one section responding to the other as prescribed by David the man of God. Mataniah, Bakbukiah, Obadiah, Meshulam, Talman, and Akub were gatekeepers who guarded the storerooms at the gates. They served in the days of Joachim, son of Joshua, the son of Jazadek, and in the days of Nehemiah, the governor, and of Ezra, the priest, the teacher of the law. At the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, the Levites were sought out from where they lived and were brought to Jerusalem to celebrate joyfully the dedication with song of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals, harps, and lyres. The musicians also were brought together from the region around Jerusalem, from the villages of the Nedophathites, from Beth Gilgal, and from the area of Geba and Asmaveth. For the musicians had built villages for themselves around Jerusalem. When the priests and the Levites had purified themselves ceremonially, they purified the people, the gates, and the wall. I had the leaders of Judah go up on top of the wall. I also assigned two large choirs to give thanks. One was to proceed on top of the wall, to the right, toward the dung gate. Hoshaiah and half the leaders of Judah followed them, along with Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, Jeremiah, as well as some priests with trumpets, and also Zechariah, son of Jonathan, the son of Shemaiah, the son of Mataniah, the son of Micaiah, the son of Zechur, the son of Asaph, and his associates, Shemaiah, Azarel, Milalai, Gilalai, Mai, Nathaniel, Judah, and Hanani, with musical instruments prescribed by David, the man of God. Ezra, the teacher of the law, led the procession. At the fountain gate, they continued directly up the steps of the city of David, on the ascent to the wall, and passed above the site of David's palace to the water gate on the east. The second choir proceeded in the opposite direction. I followed them on top of the wall, together with half the people, past the tower of the ovens to the broad wall. Over the gate of Ephraim, the Jeshana gate, the fish gate, the tower of Hananel, and the tower of the hundred, as far as the sheep gate, at the gate of the guard, they stopped. The two choirs that gave thanks then took their places in the house of God. So did I, together with half the officials, as well as the priests, Eliakim, Maasiah, Miniamin, Micaiah, Elionai, Zechariah, and Hananiah with their trumpets, and also Maasiah, Shemaiah, Eleazar, Uzai, Jehohanan, Malchiah, Elam, and Ezar. The choirs sang under the direction of Jezreiah, and on that day they offered great sacrifices, rejoicing because God had given them great joy. The women and children also rejoiced. The sound of rejoicing in Jerusalem could be heard far away. At that time, men were appointed to be in charge of the storerooms for the contributions, first fruits, and tithes. From the fields around the towns, they were to bring into the storerooms the portions required by the law for the priests and the Levites. For Judah was pleased with the ministering priests and Levites. They performed the service of their God in the service of purification, 
as did also the musicians and gatekeepers, according to the commands of David and his son Solomon. For long ago, in the days of David and Asaph, there had been directors for the musicians and for the songs of praise and thanksgiving to God. So, in the days of Zerubbabel and of Nehemiah, all Israel contributed the daily portions for the musicians and the gatekeepers. They also set aside the portion for the other Levites, and the Levites set aside the portion for the descendants of Aaron. Nehemiah chapter 13. On that day, the book of Moses was read aloud in the hearing of the people, and there it was found written that no Ammonite or Moabite should ever be admitted into the assembly of God, because they had not met the Israelites with food and water, but had hired Balaam to call a curse down on them. Our God, however, turned the curse into a blessing. When the people heard this law, they excluded from Israel all who were of foreign descent. Before this, Eliashib, the priest, had been put in charge of the storerooms of the house of our God. He was closely associated with Tobiah, and he had provided him with a large room formerly used to store the grain offerings and incense and temple articles and also the tithes of grain, new wine, and olive oil prescribed for the Levites, musicians, and gatekeepers, as well as the contributions for the priests. But while all this was going on, I was not in Jerusalem. For in the thirty-second year of Artaxerxes, king of Babylon, I had returned to the king. Sometime later, I asked his permission and came back to Jerusalem. Here, I learned about the evil thing Eliashib had done in providing Tobiah a room in the courts of the house of God. I was greatly displeased and threw all Tobiah's household goods out of the room. I gave orders to purify the rooms, and then I put back into them the equipment of the house of God with the grain offerings and the incense. I also learned that the portions assigned to the Levites had not been given to them, and that all the Levites and musicians responsible for the service had gone back to their own fields, So I rebuked the officials and asked them, Why is the house of God neglected? Then I called them together and stationed them at their posts. All Judah brought the tithes of grain, new wine, and olive oil into the storerooms. I put Shelemiah, the priest, Zadok, the scribe, and a Levite named Pedaiah in charge of the storerooms and made Hanan, son of Zechur, the son of Mataniah, their assistant because they were considered trustworthy. They were made responsible for distributing the supplies to their fellow Levites. Remember me for this, my God, and do not blot out what I have so faithfully done for the house of my God in its services. In those days, I saw people in Judah treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in grain and loading it on donkeys, together with wine, grapes, figs, and all kinds of loads. And they were bringing all this into Jerusalem on the Sabbath. Therefore, I warned them against selling food on that day. People from Tyre who lived in Jerusalem were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise and selling them in Jerusalem on the Sabbath to the people of Judah. I rebuked the nobles of Judah and said to them, What is this wicked thing you are doing, desecrating the Sabbath day? Didn't your ancestors do the same things so that our God brought all his calamity on us and on this city? Now you are stirring up more wrath against Israel by desecrating the Sabbath. When evening shadows fell on the gates of Jerusalem before the Sabbath, I ordered the doors to be shut and not opened until the Sabbath was over. 
I stationed some of my own men at the gates so that no load could be brought in on the Sabbath day. Once or twice, the merchants and sellers of all kinds of goods spent the night outside Jerusalem. But I warned them and said, Why do you spend the night by the wall? If you do this again, I will arrest you. From that time on, they no longer came on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites to purify themselves and go and guard the gates in order to keep the Sabbath day holy. Remember me for this also, my God, and show mercy to me according to your great love. Moreover, in those days I saw men of Judah who had married women from Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab. Half of their children spoke the language of Ashdod or the language of one of the other peoples and did not know how to speak the language of Judah. I rebuked them and called curses down on them. I beat some of the men and pulled out their hair. I made them take an oath in God's name and said, You are not to give your daughters in marriage to their sons, nor are you to take their daughters in marriage for your sons or for yourselves. Was it not because of marriages like these that Solomon, king of Israel, sinned? Among the many nations, there was no king like him. He was loved by his God, and God made him king over all Israel. But even he was led into sin by foreign women. Must we hear now that you too are doing all this terrible wickedness and are being unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women? One of the sons of Joiada, son of Eliashib the high priest, was son-in-law to Sanballat the Horonite, and I drove him away from me. Remember them, my God, because they defiled the priestly office and the covenant of the priesthood and of the Levites. So I purified the priests and the Levites of everything foreign and assigned them duties, each to his own task. I also made provisions for contributions of wood at designated times and for the first fruits. Remember me with favor, my God. This concludes the reading of Nehemiah and the reading for today. Let me give you a few thoughts before we end our time together. If you read this, it's so interesting to see how many times the Israelites go back and forth into sin. It's like they know what God wants them to do, and they've just come out of this exile that was the product of their ancestors' rebellion. Yet, they still keep wavering back and forth between what is holy and what is not holy. Why is there such a tension for us to remain pure? Think of the words of Paul in Romans chapter 7. He kind of admits, I don't get it. The things I want to do, I don't do. And the things I don't want to do, I keep on doing them. He eventually gets to the spot where he says to himself, what a wretched man I am. Then he asks this question, who will save me from this life of sin? Then he answers in just a moment later, oh, but thank God for Jesus Christ, our Lord. But even after saying that, listen to what he says. This is in Romans chapter 7, verse 25. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. That kind of sounds hopeless, doesn't it? But don't worry, he doesn't end there. Even though that's the end of chapter 7, that's not the end of Paul's writing. You know what the very next verse is? Romans 8, 1 says this, So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And then listen to this next part. And because you belong to him, 
The power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. You see the difference that you and I have from the people in Nehemiah's day and age? We have the love of Jesus. We understand the freedom and the grace that comes from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So while we might still run up against sin all the time over and over again, the difference between us and the people in Nehemiah's day is that we now understand God's love for us. And it's proven through Jesus Christ. Even better, Jesus left us with a gift, the Holy Spirit, to help lead us and guide us. Because that sin that Paul was talking about is so strong and so in front of us every day that God knew we needed the help to navigate around it. Now, don't get me wrong. We're not much different than the people of Nehemiah's day. Though they were in exile and they were told not to do certain things to desecrate the temple, when Nehemiah gets back, he finds they're still doing those things. We too can be guilty of chasing after things that aren't God's plan. But the beauty is, Jesus has given us freedom. And the Holy Spirit has been given to us in order to help us navigate through those treacherous waters of sin. So take time today and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Ask God to give you freedom from sin so that you can do what pleases Him as you set yourself apart to be His people. That's all the time we have for today. I love you and God bless. Thank you.